okay, yeah, no, this one feels good. Got the homie in here, evidence today. It's episode number 17 of the Mr. Peter Parker podcast. Make some noise for the guy, Tito Jackson. Peace, what up? What's up, man? You ready? Yeah, man, let's do this. Right, coming up in this episode, we're going to talk to Ev about his new project that he has going um, coming out on June 25th. It's called The Unlearning Volume 1. Um, I'm going to ask him probably some questions about growing up with Alchemist, some things, projects, his personal life. Yo, mm -hmm. the album is dope. We listen to it. We got to tap it. in with Ev. Very cool guy. You about to roll something? What's happening? Yeah, man, I got something. Let's do this. All right, man. Welcome <laughs> to the Mr. Peter Parker podcast. My man, Evidence is here. Tito, we're clapping. Everybody's rolling up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peace, peace, rolling peace, up. peace. We in here, man. How are you? I'm good. You? Can you hear me good? Yeah, you're fantastic, man. I like this. All right. That's cool. Too dark, man. No, it's cool. Good. Look good. Look you're good. good. You're good. Good, man. New album, end of the month. 25th. That's cool. It's a good vibe. How long you been working on this thing for? Uh, off and on, I would say like pre-pandemic a little bit. Mm -hmm. Unlearning came out like a year ago? Yeah, so, you know, maybe about a year and a half, I'd say, on and off. In the video, is that your living room? Is that your studio? What is that space in your house? The unlearning video? Yeah. Yeah, that's studio. Yeah, that's dope. It's like super personal space when you put that out like that. I really thought the video was really uh, just cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Vibe. Reminds me of my basement. That's what I'm saying. It's it. If you're in Minneapolis, you work in a basement. And if you're in California, you work in a garage. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Exactly, yeah. man. Yo, um, a lot of dope producers, a lot of dope features. I was telling, um, this is my co-host, uh, Tito, me and Tito know each other for like 20 years, we did radio together in college. We were playing work the angles in 98. You know what I mean? Right. So like, we've been down with this for a long time. Um, Definitely. Yo, I'm looking through the- so You guys are both old. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. we are. We, are. Yes. we, we play young, but we're definitely like- <laughs> You're faking it. Yeah, yeah. Still, I mean, my father used to call me the oldest teenager in America. So <laughs> I ran with that for years, you know what I mean? Um, no, Stay young at heart. That's important. Yeah, yeah. we're doing hip hop. Stay shit. inspired. Right, yep. right, right. Yo, I, I, Tito, I remember a time when we were out here in Minnesota when Ev was doing sound set when I was still on my like super wild man shit. And I pulled up mm -hmm. in front of Rhymes, up in front of um, Fifth Element. And he was out front and I had like a blunt lit and Kush was driving my Magnum and I hopped out with the L lit like, yo, and Ev was right there. I'm like, yo, you want to hit this? And Ev was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good, bro. And then I thought about it years later, like, what a fucking animal, bro. I was like, it was like I thought I was in like on Blue Hill Avenue in Boston or something. It was like a whole different vibe, you know? Hennepin is not lit like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It was they, weren't, they weren't ready for you to hop out and blow smoke Dude, everywhere? I it was like a Dutch master in front of Fifth <laughs> Element. Like, yo, you want to hit this, G? Like, it was too much, man. It was way too much. Um, I still do that shit. I know oh. you do. What's the, cut, the, the cloth we're cut from, my friend. Right. Um, nah, but... You know, waited through the pandemic. You put out the unlearning. The better you video, the concept is uh, super dope. Um, yo, that shit is one of the dopest videos I've seen in a minute. So the visuals for this thing are really, really are stupendous already. Before we listen to the project today, I was like, oh, he's on some shit. Like, it, it definitely looks fresh. Yeah, minimum, more minimal. I'm not overcooking right. this. Just right. um, more of a reflection of where I feel like I'm at. And... Um, yeah, just not like I, somebody could take it as maybe it doesn't. It comes off as like uh, 
not being ambitious or something, but it's not that it's like, I've sometimes you, the best thing to do instead of keep adding is to peel back, you know? And, um, so if I'm starting a new series, I've done all the weatherman records or whatever. Now it's unlearning. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the new one. Well, then this should sound like my demo or it should sound like my first album before I went to the big studio and did all those type of shits. And so this is like my peel back to something new. And, um, you know, stripping down is also people, it, you know, it sounds like it's minimal, but being minimal and rapping over minimal, you are more the focus. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's more nerve wracking when you're the lead instrument versus kind of like, jumping in a beat that's already going before you even rap and and just fitting in you know what i mean and so this is this is my this is my honest yeah it's more honest it's more conversational um it might not be as aggressive or like fit a format and i understand that i understood that making it so it's not i'm independent i want to control my narrative and you know set, set something new with a new chapter verse make the weatherman part four you know and i enjoy making those records yeah but this is like not under a moniker. It's just the evidence. It's not like I was telling somebody else. Method Man is, is Johnny Blaze, or this one is that one. They got when you're mm-hmm. when you're when you're in your like your moniker mode. It's different. like all right, well this, you know. So no, new cool. chapter, new. Yeah. Seems like I still got a job. You do. You, when I heard this thing, it's like, well, I mean, you're talking about, you've been doing a slow, the slow flow, that's like your claim to fame, right? Like you've been doing like, kind of like the stripped down beats. And I feel like everyone's catching back up with what you and Alchemist have been doing for 10, 15 years, uh, Griselda and everything. I mean, I hear Derringer on this project, but dude, the minimalistic sound, the song with Boldy, there's no drums. It's just like a loop and the shit is epic. Like it, really cool, man. Very, very cool. There's a little rim shot in there. <laughs> it's a light, it's a tap. You know, there's a tap in there. <laughs> there's a tap. I'm who, in there. Who made the, st- the start the day with a beat record? Who's who produced that? I did that one. Yeah. Hi. 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 I'm a sucker for like big drums and, and dusty loops starting an album off. I feel like Ooh. that was a very strong record to follow the first record. Very, very dope. That record it was crazy. On the sequencer, you know, you can like either you make beats or no. Yeah, yeah, I know how to make beats. Yeah, I don't make beats, but so, I know the difference. process. I know the process. Yeah. So on a sequencer, there's like you know sequence one, and I have a drum, and I'm looking for a loop. Found the loop. Okay, and that's sequence one. Then I found something else. I was looking for more sounds to put on the first thing, and I find something else that has nothing really to do with this. But but I'll make sequence two just to save it. So if I come back, I could work on that later. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm working on this shit. And I'm tracking it into into Pro Tools, and my fucking kid is in the studio, and he just switches to sequence two, and the shit sounded crazy. I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Because like, they don't really the, the beat, it's all fucked up. You know, it doesn't really musically work, but it sounded tight. So, I was, and then he's screaming because he's not understanding that I'm really recording, and like all that screaming shit is on my the same vocal track. It's not oh, wow. like I recorded. Like he's like just shouting, and I'm letting him. Yeah. So that song is kind of symbolic for my life, like it, it, in disarray, coming together. How you know old what is I mean? your son now? Well, he was like four or five, five years old? Yeah, five, bro. Yeah. Five. That was like he was four, just turning four at that time. Yeah, so, yeah. I have a six-year-old, so I understand. I know the vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Get it. Wow, I'm still bro. learning. Man. You're ahead I, of me. No, bro. It, they, the, the evolution is great. And Tito has like- I got two. Ten-year-old and a seven-year-old? I got a, yeah, my daughter will be 11 in July, and my yeah. son just turned seven. Yeah, man, we're in there. You're like almost professional. 
No, we are. Uh, he's. I, I follow him. I follow him. This is the one right here. You'll um, be a pro when he's eighteen. And, and I still smoke know. weed, and when my kids smell it, they say it smells like daddy. So you know, it's like, yeah. I, I asked, whatever. I asked my father. I said, "When did you stop smoking weed around us when we were little kids?" And he said, "One day your sister was like, Daddy's smoky,' and he was like, it's, it's over now. It's over now. We can't do this anymore.'" <laughs> um, yo, you you work with Knots on this project, who's like one of my super favorite low key producers of all time. He's a very cool dude. Yo, uh, uh, were you have you ever been in the studio with Knots, or was it like a, a exchange of emails? No, I've never been in the studio with him. Um, but we've we've developed a relationship. He did two tracks on my last album, mm-hmm. and then previous to that, we've been a super fan of Nuts. Like, yeah, man, I've been down with I've been down with Jake One forever, right. and Jake even before I knew who Nuts was, Jake One was always like my favorite is Nuts. You know what I mean? And so he's like, um, he had such he's had such a crazy run, you know. And it's it's nuts when you look up his discography. It's crazy. Yeah, all the Buster yeah, Rhymes shit was like so crazy, man. It was the best shit ever. Yeah, man. And you know, so it's like to rhyme on his shit. He plays bass lines like in a crazy way that nobody can, and it, it really is on some trademark shit. Like if I hear anybody doing anything similar to me, I'm like, nah, that's not shit. You know. So to, to put a stamp on something is hard. Yeah. I mean, when I heard the record he did with Kendrick Lamar, they said it was like a ten or eleven years old. Uh, off the bus yeah. I was like oh that's not like he's yeah he's way ahead of the time um I always wanted to ask you this man um you an alchemist I knew that you guys had grown up together and um early in his career when he was like doing the hooligan stuff really young what what was that <laughs> like for you guys as kids when he when that was happening that seemed like that was a really kind of a cool thing like when they had that group and touring with Cypress Hill were you around during that time yeah I was around they they um yeah, I kind of watched it all happen. It was really, it was really cool. Just dope, dope blueprint to mm-hmm. see at such a young age to realize <laughs> shit is possible, right? Because it's like, that's, yeah. that's like having a homie from the neighborhood who went to the NBA who's lived a block away from you, right? And so it's like, you can, the thought of them touring and getting rocking with Cypress Hill and all of this, these possibilities, seeing it happen so young was like, it, it made me feel like, yeah, anything is possible. And so that it. was you could do it, yeah. Such a blessing to like have that happen in front of your face. And a lot of other homies too, you know, watching them blow of course, up. Of course. From I, around I, my I way. Seen it's a picture. Not of, I mean, like, yeah, article, it's like, like an article of you guys and there's like they're like you guys are like like sixth graders or seventh graders or something, and you're like jumping up in the newspaper and you're in the background. I'm like, oh man, like it's like I remember what, 92, 93? That's a long fucking time ago, bro. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, nuts, bro. Nuts, nuts, nuts. Uh, going back to this project, this unlearning, um, the Conway record is really cool. The All Money 1983, I like that a lot. I like the writing on that, the story and stuff. That shit is really, really dope. Um, the Taylor Made Suit record is really dope. It's like really personal in a way. I think that record is really dope. I mean, you've been rocking with Rhyme Sayers for what? Almost 10 years, is it, at this point? Yeah. It's cool, man. How's how's the situation been creating music with them, putting music out? It seems like they've been really holding you down. Yeah, they really let me just do what I wanted to do. So that um, previous to them, I was, you know, we started on Cap- ABB Records and went to Capitol, Capital, then I went right. back to ABB. Then I did a decon shit before it was Mass Appeal. And then went to, did started doing stuff with Rhymesayers. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I felt 
I felt good that my switches, even though I had all the, uh, the weatherman on ABB and the layover on Decon and cats and dogs on Ramsayers, I felt like the label never dictated that, you know, and so they felt like they are all on one label or whatever. I, the sound, the, I, I controlled the sound and they didn't get in the way of it. So yeah. to me, that was, um, that was, that was key, you know, and not, not pressuring me to do anything that sounds like anything what they might be known for more just we like you for who you are and that's yeah. tight yeah it's and a then, similar to doom like it's like oh we are fans of this person let's just advocate yeah. for them and help them with their pro yeah i believe that and i've seen them do it with jake one and with doom and freeway and different yep. things and i was like i can fit in like that the difference where it went different is and got even doper for me is i got to tour yeah. and so touring with atmosphere and brother ali opened me up to a new fan base you know right. people who knew people who knew of dilated peoples or may even knew of me but weren't like weren't tuned into what i was doing and yeah. and you know with that said they have a broad when you're as big as atmosphere it's a broad fan base with a lot of different types you know and so right uh there's there's tough crowds to rock but to win over that crowd as an opener with and not conforming to being like I'm trying to sound like something like atmosphere, yeah. just coming out there doing what I do is yep. tough. And like, to, and to win that over after years was like a, a, a great accomplishment for me. That's what I was trying to do in the yeah. process. Got a lot of new fans and um, yeah, it was great. It's, I could see that being great. a challenge though. Like they, they have some of the stuff is sing songy and there's a certain crossover crowd that comes to see some of the, in certain cities and you come out real boom bappy, like real, like traditional hip hop. Uh, the record that you did with Ali, that you produced for Ali, was one of the fav yeah. my favorite things that Ali's ever done. And I, you had him in a bag on that. I called him after I heard it. I was like, this is, he sounded fresh. And I know, I think yeah. he's taking a little break right now. But man, talk about that process working with Ali as well. Yeah, no, he was, same thing I'm doing with this one. It was just like, let's strip it down. I don't yeah. need it. We don't need to make it big and glossy. We didn't promote it. We dropped it secretly. It's called Secrets and Escapes. Uh, good feature. Just a solid record record really nothing not to like you know and so it was really good. um yeah just not being over ambitious with it and just um so what does that mean i guess not overly hook driven or maybe not you know 16 8 16 more just rap as long as you want we can cut the song right there that's how you do it at a show you wouldn't you know you might boom dj stop the record go to the next one you know you can do and maybe not make it as as big and bright and polished and maybe take it back to what everyone loved you for originally when you didn't have all the studio and the good equipment and all that type of shit. Yeah, so real rap those, is like hip hop shit, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's important for people to realize, I hope they do is like, a lot of this shit is a choice at this point because we've shown we could do a record that could sound big or peed on the radio and it's not gonna drop off after whatever else is currently doing whatever. Mm -hmm. So sometimes now it's a uh, it's dope to, to peel it back and just keep it a little raw especially if i'm not shooting for radio or trying to i'm just trying think, to make i think fans appreciate that more too my fan yeah. yeah i think so yeah they do and then the other thing is you know the, the other thing is like we make we're, we're all performers at this point a lot of us and so sometimes unfortunately when we make our first albums we're not really thinking about the show when we're making our music because we don't really have that many fans yet you know right. and then as you get 
on you you need that beat that's going to rock and it's almost going to do all the work you just gotta like right. you're saying and so <laughs> that's also a challenge like how do i make music from like not from a performance standpoint yo that's a dope i never heard of it like that and it's it's cool to think of it because it's really it, there's so many people just listening on dsps in different spaces it's not always about a concert anymore and yeah making them in different different areas that's really really fucking cool to hear how that, that process goes um you worked with fly anakin on this project i saw him peep up recently on peter rosenberg thing as well i knew about him from a few years ago is that someone that you're a fan of Do you have a personal relationship with him yeah everybody on the album is is uh been working with so i was just highlighting what's been on it going on in my environment i'm lucky enough that a lot of people in that environment are killing shit yeah and so like um fly anakin i got a 45 i produced for him coming out soon oh. um I work with Gray Matter. He did the song on learning who's that's, you know, that's from his camp. So that's my man. And that's how that happened. Navy Blue, I've been working with. I produced 1491, which was um, his single off his joint. Mm -hmm. I got, you know, the reaction I got from that people hit me was huge. So, you know, I got a verse. Mm -hmm. That's true to what I'm doing right now. Um, yeah, that's cool. You know, Conway rapping it, Derringer produced it. So that makes sense right there. Yeah, that's my man. Boldy James, same thing. Oh, that's yeah. my, so you know this is just a reflection of where i'm at yeah well, it's cool it's like it's like yeah it's like your, <laughs> your people like this is who i'm working with let's put it let's put these songs on my project we all took this whole year and like for me i've been on the radio six seven days a week for almost 15 years and it was like i didn't want it to end but i was glad to take a little bit of a break and recharge my batteries did you find yourself uh feeling like you liked the break or were you, were you eager to get back to work I didn't stop working you know i'm a producer so for me right. i took a lot of time i've been working on a lot of stuff um that i got coming for production i went crazy so it's all oh. going to start coming out in the next second half of this year and to the top and next and um a lot of the work that happened is gonna you know there's a latency to get vinyl pressed and a lot of things but mm -hmm. it's about to start surfacing um very cool it could be like a perfect storm my album and then all this shit that i'm producing all i got i did a planet asia album and Ooh. squirrel tape instrumental part two and uh flying again 45 okay. and a Tomo genesis ep i got coming and Fire. the release of the one i did on digital so like all on start controlling the narrative of production yeah and I, I i enjoyed the time down i did realize how much shows are just not think about anything and let loose for an hour and that's really therapeutic when you think about it right because in life we don't all get to do that and so yeah i, mean, I do miss that a little bit yeah. but um you know I, as things start progressing and everyone starts rocking i'll i'll be out rocking uh september is looking like it's getting booked now Dope. let's go like let's go man hey tito has a question about a potential album yeah so any uh dilated people stuff coming up or are you uh is that something you're still working on or is that not happening it's so funny that was the one time you asked me that the computer glitched <laughs> just stared i'm like oh he's pissed so <laughs> it, it, the world didn't want me to ask it no that's why i threw the alley -oop. i said hey tito's got a question for you, you know? but, but, yeah, seriously though i mean is there any possibility of that coming right, 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 right. no no <laughs> doing 
in Araka, I'm trying to work on our EP right now. Yeah, no, no, that's what's up, man. I want to do okay. a really solid little project for Rock. That's That'd be dope. We'd like yeah. to hear him. I'd like to hear him again, man. We did a couple joints. It's crazy so far. I'm like, okay. If we can package it up tight and make it, you know, to put it out, that shit could be nuts. That would be dope, though. I would love Definitely. to hear that. We've always been fans, man. So, yo, coming up June 25th, The Unlearning, Volume 1, Evidence is Back, Rhyme Sayers. We got Knotts, Alchemist, Mr. Green, the homie, Derringer, Boldy James, Conway. Yo, shout out to you, man. I know you've been through a ton of stuff in the last five, ten years, personally, and you keep making great music. Super inspiring. Big shout to you, man. Big props, man, for real. Love. Appreciate y'all. My guy, man. Episode 17, we appreciate you. A round of applause for Evidence, Tito. You're the man, bro. Okay. Oh, what? Well, the lighters? Have... On the oh, wallet? That's, that's the string, like, so no one can take it. Oh, he's smart. That's a, that's some good shit right no, there. No, no, look. What is that? Uh-oh. He's showing us his, like, wallet chain. Oh, the ALC records with the chain. No, it's the lighter. The lighter. Wait, where where are those available? Are those on the website? Lighter. How do you get those? I, I, oh, I need that. I need Call that. him. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'm going to hit him up directly. I know his. he's got some sort of a DM or something. We'll figure that out. All right, sure. man. Now, we'll talk to you, man. I appreciate you, dog. Peace, y'all. Peace. That is the man right there. Shout out to Mr. Yes, Evidence, sir. June 25th. The Unlearning Volume 1. I listen to it. Tito listened to it. The shit is dope. Um, he's one of the best. The beats, the rhymes. It's it's like it's early morning, late night music. Super vibey. One of my personal faves, man. Definitely, man. Real hip hop shit. Some some real good listens. And yeah, you know, the album is dope. Definitely make sure you check that out. I'm pumped we have it a month early so that I can listen to it before it goes on DSPs coming up. So like a week. I'm I know. Was it, was it, how many was it in two weeks? I'm going to get into it this weekend. I got a long ride ahead of me. I'm Fire, bro. Going out to Connecticut this weekend. Declan's got a football tournament this athletic. weekend. So we're going to go out and crush it. Do your thing, man. I got this new segment we're going to start on Instagram coming up. I'm not doing it on the podcast. I'm going to do a separate video. We're going to do, we're going to break open these top shelf snacks today. Check this out. This is the oh. Dynasty Oreos with the NBA logos on the Oreos, right? Can you see the Lakers and the Heat and okay. everything, right? Okay. So we're going okay. to see what these are all about. This is something I picked up at Target the other day. And I'm walking yeah. through the chip aisle because, you know. I, I saw your Target run. It looked epic. Yo. Nothing but fireworks and barbecue chips. Look at this. The Jason Tatum Flame Barbecues. We're going to sample this coming up on a new segment I have on Instagram called Top Shelf Snacks with Mr. Peter Parker. I love it. I don't know. I eat really like healthy in real life, like organic and vegetables and shit like that. We don't even eat beef or anything, but I'll can kill some chips, bro. And I really will eat nerd Love. rope and candy like a motherfucker, bro. Yeah. See, I, I, I'm, I'm an ice cream guy. Like I'm, I'm yes. a big fan of the ice creams. Yes. Yes. Give me some ice creams. Yeah. Uh, you know, the chips, definitely chips all day long. Yeah. But, you know, there's some good ones, bro. You got to get you ever heard of Garden of Eden? No. They have these um, called uh, their flaming hot blue corn tortilla chips. Need that. We got some jerk chicken wavy lays, the jerk season wavy lays. They had them out here. Wow. More fire. 
Did, did it taste like a? Uh, it was good. It wasn't quite an after party or what? No, no, it wasn't quite. You know, usually when I eat Jamaican food, it's like I smell it and I start to get the hiccups, and then that's when I know it's good. You, my wife can tell if I. Your, within, your nose gets all cleared out and you're like your sinuses I guess, are. Yeah. I waft it and then I get yeah. the hiccups immediately. She's like, "This is going to be good." She'll say, "You know what I mean?" And then um, nah, but uh, the, yeah, got some good snacks coming up, and we're trying to have some fun on the internet. You know what I mean? Same shit, bro. Same shit. Look at this. Snacks, bro. Snapples. Let's go. Off over here, bro. That was cool, though. Everybody, check out Evidence's project when it drops. He's super cool. And um, like I said, I've been making him uncomfortable for years, running up on him in public with lit blunts. (laughs) We got in trouble one time because I was interviewing him, and this interview was up on youtube and he had a bag like a manila manila envelope where at sound said it was like like laminates and shit and there was like nugs of weed inside and he took it out and he like gave it to me he's like you can have this and i walked up to the camera with it like like look at the bud and they um the rhyme series guys had made promises that wouldn't be weed backstage and we were promoting videos with like bud and shit like that and we got, i got scolded it's okay though it's okay. I mean, why do you make that guarantee at a hip hop concert? Son, that's and how, how are you going to scold a f- what? But it's okay. That's my, I mean, Freddy, whatever. Freddy. That's all it was. It was cool. I was with the shits. Bro. I mean, whatever. I get it. I get it. But like, come on. You're at a hip hop show. Uh, what is it's and Parker and Evidence? What else are we going to be doing? You know what I mean? So props to him. Big time. Di- Yo, he did not. Eddie Dialer. He's like, no, 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 no. That's like Tito's got a question. Yeah, thanks. Fucking thanks. The one question I get to fucking ask. Yeah, he's like, yeah, fuck this, fuck this kid. It's called hazing and you're back. You're here. He's welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the Mr. Listen, Peter Parker Show. I, Tito I, Jackson, I'm, ladies and gentlemen. I'm all for it, bro. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You got to be go. able to go and ask questions, and sometimes we get weird answers. You know what I mean? Because dudes, well, don't you know, work. the internet starts literally chopping up and doing all no. crazy shit and like. I got hung up on by Bronson for saying, all I said to Bronson was on the phone, um, yo, I was like, at this point, you got to really be sick of the ghost face comparisons. And then I was like, hello? 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 Yo, he, well, that was like, hello? That was big though. That was like, you know, he was so, I mean, he got ran up on by like Pop the Brown Hornet. Pop a woo, rest in peace. And and maybe even Pop the Brown Hornet. Short shit like, stain and all, all the all those you know, like Shaheen the rugged child like we're starting to beat up his kids like you know, listen, <laughs> we're gonna do an interview with Wu Syndicate coming up and I want to find out the true story about who ran up on Bronson. You think they know? No, no, I don't think they know. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Episode 17. We out of here. Thank you. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Tito's in the basement. I'm out here in Minneapolis. Like, subscribe, you suckers. Yeah, have a great weekend. We'll be back. Hold on.